Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, welcome to the Victory Point Podcast. My name is Steve Durr, and I'll be your host uh, for this week. Um, it is Monday, February 20, so hopefully you've had a good February so far. And I am joined uh, by Lon Klosterman. Um, Lon was, and his family, were one, his wife, were one of the first people we really got to know when we came to Victory Point a few years ago. Um, we were part of their missional community for a while, so I've been excited to have Lon join us. I had to do a little arm twisting, um, but yep. Yep, uh, <laughs> But uh, when Doug Dreyer did it, then Lon said, okay, if Doug can do it, then, then I can do it. The pressure so, was on. The pressure was on, right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Lon and Doug have a great relationship. So um, anyways, well... Uh, if you are just joining us for the first time on the podcast, then we just uh, take a little bit of a, a piece of the scripture, we read it, and then we talk about what the Spirit's saying to us, to us that. Um, for example, today we're going to talk about Matthew 8, 1 through 4. So if you haven't read that yet, feel free to pause this and take a minute. It's only four verses and, and read through that. Um, if you have been joining us for the past several weeks, um, we have just finished a like basically a five-week study of the Sermon on the Mount. Over the past five weeks, we've gone through Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So, um, so now Lon and I pick up after the Sermon on the Mount. Um, it's one of those uh, kind of Jesus' most famous teachings, lots of good things in there. So now we're kind of coming off that, and actually our pastor starts right after that. Um, but before we get to that, uh, you need to get to know Lon a little bit. So Lon, can you just fill us in a little about who you are? What do you want to, to know about you? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Steve, I think. Uh, <laughs> You're going to do great. But uh, anyways, yeah, Nance and I have been coming to Victory Point for about 10 years now. Okay. And... Uh, We've really enjoyed it and got to know a lot of great people. But uh, a little bit about us. Nance and I have been married for 37 and a half years. All right. I've just learned this half-year thing because my grandson came home from school and his birthday's in the summer, so apparently they have half-years, yes. half-birthdays. So he says, Grandpa, I'm six and a half. I said, no, you're six. Grandpa, I'm six and a half. So, right. so we've been married 37 and a half, half years. years. Okay. That's but uh, we have three boys. Uh John, Kevin, and Derek, and they're all married. Uh, John is married to Lindsay. Kevin is married to Nikki, and Derek is married to Meredith. And we have six grandsons and two granddaughters between one and a half and seven. So okay, when they show up, they, wow, lots yeah. of activity. Lots of activity. So the holidays High probably were high quite, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're fun. That's Love them all. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, so I mean hobbies. I don't know how much you want to know about me, but I enjoy I enjoy golfing, okay. bow hunting, uh, running, and I've been doing taxidermy for probably 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Now, that fascinates That's, me. I'm not a runner, and I'm not a taxidermist, but that would just be – so do you, like, drive along the road? And no, no. Be, okay, so it's not like roadkill <laughs> that you taxidermy. Okay. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I, we, stuff – People have hunted or trapped or whatever. So. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. What's what's the I don't know the biggest um, I I did a uh, a life size uh, bear that wow. I that I shot. Okay. Up, shot it up north near Lake City. Okay. Houghton Lake area. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. how long does that take? I'm fascinated now. Forget about the podcast. Well, Just tell me about taxidermy. <laughs> 
I, I, that one, it, it depends. Uh, that one took a long time, and the reason it did is because I entered it in the taxidermy show and the state oh. show. So then you make all the parts. for. So like in, in the mouth, you make all the parts. You freeze okay. the tongue in the position you want. You make, this is probably <laughs> grossing people out, but you make a mold, and then once you make the mold, you you create all the own parts. So I probably had 40 hours just inside the mouth. Wow. Nothing else. Okay. Um, but typically, like if I'm doing just a shoulder mount for a deer, it's okay. eight hours. Okay. Probably total broken up pieces. Yeah. So if you have an animal at home that you want taxidermied, see Lon after church on a Sunday. He's shaking his head. No. No, no, no <laughs> pa- and no pets. No I've pets. had people ask me to do their dog. It's like, I, no, no way. I mean, it's not going to look like fluffy. I just know it's not. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> All right. Well, now let's segue into the scripture after that conversation. No. But thank you, Lon, for letting um, us get to know you a little bit. And as we go throughout the week, we'll get to know more about you as well. So. All right, we are uh, Matthew 8, verses 1 through 4. And as I uh, mentioned, this is just after the Sermon on the Mount, literally, because the first, the first verse talks about when they come down from the mountainside. So here we go, Matthew 8, 1 through 4. When he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him. He said, Lord, if you are willing, can you make me clean? Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cured of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift of Moses the, the offer the gift Moses commanded as a testament a testimony to them. All right. So what do we learn about God in this passage? What did or about Jesus? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean it's not just this passage, but he was Jesus was I mean, he came to save us, but in the culture of the time to you know, a lot of the Pharisees and say, yeah, he's a disruptor. Yeah. He's counterculture to the, you know, to the society and what they think they should be doing and, you know, the ritualism and rules. And and so I think the fact that he immediately said, yeah, I'm willing, but he touched him, you know, the, yeah. a leper. Uh, it, it's like saying uh, – this illness or this disease has no power over me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so um, I, I just felt that uh, he was showing the people. And I kind of wondered, you know, how the leper, I mean, they thought they were kind of in their own little outcast society. Right. How did he get there in the first place or what was he doing there? What were the people thinking yeah. when he showed up? But uh, yeah. I guess that's a little bit of yeah. What hit me? Well, you know, I, I like how you mentioned, you know, he just got done talking about, um, you know, the whole sermon amount about mm-hmm. kind of what Pharisees do versus what we should be doing, the spirit of the law, the letter of the law. That's kind of what I focused on my last month of podcast. But, you know, so he came to not get rid of the law, but to fulfill the law. And, and he, at the end of this passage, though, he still says, go back. And show yourself to the priests and other gifts Moses have commanded them. Um, so he's mm-hmm. still saying, go do the ceremonially things you need to, which is interesting because, you know, he just said, we're not really doing anymore. But um, did he want the priest to recognize that, well, he's clean, he's been healed? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that was that was part of it, yeah, to say, all right, yeah, Jesus, Jesus healed me. And, and so I also like how, um, you know, he, the man, had to go to Jesus 
And so, Lord, if you are willing, make me clean. So Jesus didn't approach him. He came mm-hmm. to Jesus. Um, yeah. And Jesus said, I'm willing. Um, and he said, be clean. Uh, and that was not necessary. I mean, he was cleaned of leprosy. I mean, cured of the leprosy. But really, because he had leprosy, he was not, he couldn't participate in in the society. Anything. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's not so much the healing of the leprosy itself, but mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, you're clean now. You're, you're no longer an outcast, mm-hmm. um, which I think is very kind of symbolic of what Jesus does when yeah. he forgives our sins. So yeah. anything else about that? Uh, no, I mean, I had the same thing about him, Jesus making sure he, you know, went straight to the priest because yeah. I think if you're the leper, you're like, if you're family, I'm wanting to, oh, yeah. I'm wanting to run. I want to go tell them I don't, you know. Yeah. But Jesus says, no, go do what you're supposed to do with the priest. Have him declare you clean. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. One other thing that kind of, well, a couple other things for this passage. This, this happened immediately after the Sermon on the Mount. Um, mm-hmm. And so Jesus had just spent, I don't know how long, it took several hours, however long, mm-hmm. just preaching. He comes down, it's time to get away, and he's immediately, um, in, you know, confronted by this man, not in a negative way, but, mm-hmm. but Jesus doesn't say, I'm tired, go away, mm-hmm. I'll see you tomorrow, because um, he very well could have. I mean, I'm sure he was worn out. Um, I know at the end of my day, it's hard for me to want to give and give and give. And yeah. so, but Jesus, he, despite his tiredness beside it uh, despite what he was feeling he still saw a need and met a need which mm-hmm. i thought was was great so he uh, yeah. he accepts all yeah mm-hmm. yeah um and then also just it was interesting um because we see this a couple of times early in jesus ministry where he says go to the priest but don't tell anybody what happened mm-hmm. so so if jesus wants people to know about you know him and what he's doing why would he say Okay, don't tell anybody it was me. Um, you know, he's still letting the, in essence, the priest get the the credit. So I thought that that was interesting too. I don't know if you have any thoughts about. Yeah, that. I I don't because there's, a, <laughs> I mean, there's other instances, and we're going to get to one later on where, he, um, and I don't think it says it in Matthew. It says it in Mark. Yeah. But he the the demon possessed man wants to follow. Yes. Jesus, and he says, "No, stay here. Tell your story," and uh, so. Yeah. I, not yeah. sure I understand all of it. Why? No, uh, I think, but. you know, I think partly is, you know, Jesus' time is perfect. We don't necessarily understand um, mm-hmm. what um, what all he does or why he does it. Um, and, you know, I think if the man had gone in and kind of told everything, it might have uh, screwed up Jesus' timing, his timeline, mm-hmm. right, of when do I want people to know because, sure. you know, this was probably too early in his ministry yet for him to raise that many red flags. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just speculating. But. Yeah. Well, yeah. what do we what do we learn about people from this passage about humans in general? About us? What what did you pick up on that? Well, uh, the leper had the faith that Jesus would heal him, and he sought him out, like you already said. Um, I think that we have to. You know, we have to have the faith that that God is in control, yeah. Jesus is in control, and uh, without that faith, we're we're lost. And uh, and if the leper didn't have that faith, I'm not sure. If, I guess I don't know. Well, first he probably wouldn't have come. Right. Yeah. But uh, you know, would Jesus 
he, I think he wants us to ask. Yeah. And the asking is part of the trusting. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I had written down here that I, I questioned how he got there or why, okay. you know, yeah. just because they're, they're not typically integrated into society. Right. So I, I didn't understand, or I guess I'm wondering. I mean, he was bold enough to enter in a place where he thought he might be yeah. persecuted or ridiculed for being there, but he came. Yeah, because he had faith. Yeah, that's a, that's a good. I um, I had wrote the same word down. Bold. We need to be bold in our faith to ask. But I like your your twist on that. That he had to be bold enough to go and show up because he could have been persecuted, he could have been arrested because he was unclean. Yeah, maybe um, be stoned. Stone. I don't know. Right. Um. But yeah, he said this. He knew enough or heard enough of Jesus to say, "He's my only option. If mm-hmm. I want to be healed, he's." And so I have to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. I have to risk. Um. Mm-hmm. Risk whatever needs. So, um, you know, and he also knew that because he was unclean, he couldn't fully participate in, you know, in the the Jewish traditions and synagogue and stuff. So um, he knew something was hindering his ability to truly worship. And so he went and got that taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good lesson for us, too, that, um, you know, we need to see what is hindering our ability to truly worship and participate in the plan God has for us. And then be bold to try to um, remove that or, mm-hmm. or get the help. Oftentimes we can't remove ourselves, but right. be bold enough to say, okay, Jesus, this is what's in my way. Can you help me with this? Clear my path. Yeah. 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 Good. Well, as we kind of uh, wrap up, any challenges that, that you have for our audience or for yourself, you know, as we read this passage, what are your takeaways? Well, I mean, the obvious thing is Jesus or Jesus disease has no power over Jesus. Okay. I mean, he healed it with two words, basically. And uh, so with the spirit living on us, we need to be mindful of disease around us, but not yeah. fearful, mm. deathly fearful of it. It might be the death of us, yeah. but we don't need to be fearful because we have that hope. Yeah. And God, Jesus, is going to, with faith, he's going to heal us. Maybe not in this life, but in the next. But yeah. he's the healer. Yeah. So. We often say at, at the end of the week, what are some reoccurring themes? But um, something you said reminds me of what we'll be talking about in a couple of days. Um, just about we need to trust that Jesus will heal us or he'll take care of us, even if it doesn't feel safe mm-hmm. right now. Um, we got to trust that we're in the center of God's plan right. and his will. So, so at the end of it, I had, uh, you know, with two words, the leper was healed. Yeah. So I just thought, I like Jesus' health care system. <laughs> yeah. No red tape right. and completely paid for. Yeah, good. I'm willing, he says. Mm-hmm. So, good. Well, as you, um, ladies and gentlemen, men and women, boys and girls, whoever's listening, as you go throughout your day, um, just remember that you have uh, a God, you have a Savior who wants to and is willing to heal you. He will never be too tired um, to meet your needs. Um, so you just need to be bold and, and ask for his healing, his help. Um, so remember that as you go throughout your day. And thanks for joining us today. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. 
If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.